Okay, so I was at the uh, the the hippie uh, pot place right by Exeter. It was in Farmersville, and as I walked in, playing on a giant screen TV where you had to give your ID to get back into the vault of pot, yeah, um, was the George Carlin documentary from HBO. I just finished it last night. Oh, did you? I hear it's yeah. Great. It's, great. it's really, really good. It's it's uh Judy Gold was on. <laughs> Judy's and... in it a little bit. It's mostly male comics talking about well, him. Wouldn't it be great if it would be men talking about men? Who doesn't want that? <laughs> or but, just I mean the only comics are men, and then they're talking well, about the greatest comic in the world or whatever. Yeah. I mean they they obviously Kelly Carlin was in it and she's she's spectacular and yeah. very illuminating and um you know, I identified heavily as a daughter, you know, with what's what she was saying, even though my dad was nothing like George Carlin. And she but, was on the Dork Forest talking about her dad. She did. She yeah. talked out about her dad on the Dork Forest. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's great. And in, and they they talk about how dark he got towards the end <laughs> and, it's, and they were playing some stuff. And I was like, damn, that is that is rough stuff, you know, but, uh, what, wait, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't watch it yet. And I've only seen like probably 15 minutes of his act entirely just because we never grew up with stand up. Like I, I, yeah, I I've like, listened to all of Zig Ziglar, but I've never. <laughs> Zig Ziglar, that explains everything. That's your comedy heroes. <laughs> oh my can, God. Right, Hilarious. Like, like I, I, I just heard <laughs> Richard Pryor. I like that you're still laughing about it. Zig Ziglar. Uh, but, but I'm the same way. I mean, it's not Zig Ziglar, but all these like guys that are our age are like, yeah, I was raised on Carlin. You were? What kind of parents did you have that were right. playing George Carlin? My parents were playing like Judy Collins albums. Okay, I was. They didn't. I didn't even know there was comedy. Right. Maybe one Steve Martin album, but that was it. Right. I had, there was a Bill Cosby bit that I heard the Noah bit when I was probably 10 or 11 mm -hmm. that I heard on the radio with my dad. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> this is amazing. Cause it, it is an amazing bit. Uh, yeah. For, for a, you know, a serial rapist, but, but uh, <laughs> I mean, just so people, I know, I know. Just because you serial stuff. rape doesn't mean you can't write great jokes. I mean, you can write. Everyone in fact, can write. It, maybe it helps you. If, the more we look at comedians, maybe it actually helps you. Until you find out, because then all you can write about is your court case. Hi, Lenny Bruce, talking to you. <laughs> Bam. Where's that documentary? Um, so I think there's. Uh, there's been a few on him. Oh, right? I'm sure. When I first started doing stand-up comedy, I had never heard of Lenny Bruce. And Steve Marmel and Eric Alver and Hannes Finney, those guys made fun of me because I had never heard of them. And I was like, all right. And so I went and I bought like three of his albums, uh -huh. one of which was very good and two of which were super boring. And uh, I did Lenny not Bruce you're talking about? Yeah, Lenny Bruce. Okay. I, yeah, I, I hijacked this conversation. Sorry. No, I mean, I've tried, I've listened to some of it as it's, as a 
as a, I feel like as a professional comedian, I should be aware of some That's of the shit. That's why but I, I listened to it. I wasn't LOL on Jackie, you know? Right. I was right. like, oh, interesting. I will put this in historical context mm-hmm. and realize at the time it was fucking incredible. Um, but yeah, uh, in the moment it was great. But I did just listen probably, and this is probably 10 years ago, so just is, you know, um, Richard Pryor. Yeah. And I, and I had never heard Richard Pryor before. And I was listening to it with, with some other comics. And I was like, wow, he has been ripped off hook, line and sinker, man. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, but yeah. He, what he was doing, he did it better than everybody else that I've heard rip him off. And it, and, and if you put it in the context of those, that early seventies, that middle seventies, you're like, well, this is epic. Oh, it's incredible. And then I still haven't finished a documentary that Kamau Bell did about uh, Cosby, but he, he also kind of like shows them they were sort of in competition a little, well, I don't know if they were exactly, but they, no, wait, it was, it was fucking Dick Gregory, but he, oh. they show sort of the, how, how Cosby just peeled away and went super clean. And then uh, how, how uh, Pryor went his way. And it's, and, and the same with Carlin as well. It's very interesting how they, 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 a lot of those comics from that era were super squeaky clean and in a business suit uh, doing, you not. know, Merv Griffin. Yeah. And then, and then not. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, um, is, I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of comics now peeling off into cuckoo land <laughs> as right. well. I mean, not different in a different way from those guys, you know, right. they're getting very alt righty and they're, they're leaving behind whatever kind of, I think more palatable selves they had and leaning into uh, something that, you know, makes more money with a certain base. Right. Well, and you know, who didn't do that, who didn't peel off was guys like, um, in, on both spectrums, who started out crazy and stayed crazy is Red Fox, and Bob <laughs> New and Bob Newhart, who never peeled off and went anywhere and stayed funny. So right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he Newhart, I would say, is like kind of like the John Mulaney of his day, and that he kind of came out like fully formed as a comic very mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like you don't okay. you don't yeah. he, he wasn't knocking around open mics and bombing for for years i i never or, heard of Mulaney before i before i saw him be very very funny and right. uh newhart i think his album was the first time he performed any of that material it's, it's mind-blowing what? yeah button down mine i think yeah oh the my with the Lincoln thing. yeah it's incredible holy smokes yeah um but uh but yeah, so the Carlin docs really, it, it is very good. It, um, uh, yeah, I mean, he does, you know, he, he got super dark at the very end. And what, I mean, like the thing is, it's like, like what, just what do you in, mean by in dark? humanity, like, uh, like he had bits about, about how he likes natural disasters because they kill more people. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I mean, I get it's Yeah. I understand that. I mean. <laughs> Technically, it kills more poor people because they don't have the resources to escape, like whatever. But but overall, like if you just pull way, way back and look at our planet, go, yeah, I mean, none of us should be here. We're ruining it. And I can't wait till we're done. But I want to live, uh, you know, for 80 years and I want my son to as well. But after that, everyone's free to be murdered. Unless he has kids, then we have to keep going. <laughs> 
uh, I guess. Um, what what did I tell you? I tell you that I read some woman comic. God, I can't remember her name. Oh yeah, no, I remember her name. Here it is. Um, and she was she was talking to me about how um, narcissistic her parents were, okay. and I was like, yes, that's why they had children. It's uh, people who purposefully have children, tiny replicas of themselves. <laughs> the fact that you would be surprised that that anyone's parents would be narcissists is the fact that every 26-year-old I know has discovered that their parents were narcissists. Right now, yeah, it's like a brand new discovery, and I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, especially uh, I was comedians. 26. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean. Once you start looking at them, sure. But there's, I think it's just a natural desire to procreate that all species have. So I don't think necessarily everyone is a narcissist that has a kid. But I think every everyone who has a kid that became a comedian is deranged. Well, uh, well, no, um, I, uh, okay, yeah. I, I mean, it's sort, it, it doesn't necessarily feel like just this. It feels like a very twenty six year old thing to do is to realize that your parents are flawed that your parents are not, <laughs> okay. that there's that they're human beings and that whether they are narcissists or whether they are jackasses or whether they are a little too good for their own good you know whatever right. <laughs> whatever the banana land is i think um right now it's 26 to probably 35 or 38 when mm-hmm. i when when we were at, i mostly noticed people our age going through that sort of crisis of their parents being humans in their early to late thirties going, Oh, these assholes. And, uh, and mm-hmm. sort of coming to grips with the fact that their parents are human, but it's coming earlier is all I was thinking. Oh, I see. I mean, yeah, I think, uh, people now kids r- being raised now are much more, they, they have a fluency with, um, with psychological terms and therapy terms and they understand uh you know uh manipulation a lot more than uh, we did when we were growing up like there was there wasn't even words for it you're just like this doesn't feel good (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what it is you know but now like grooming grooming was like such a niche word and now it's like uh it's overused and you know been defanged i guess yeah yeah and taken from yes um however jackie the more you point out that someone is doing something because they're young points out that you're not young so here's what i i say don't bring (laughs) it up ever was the one five years ago who was like let's tell everybody how old we are jackie five years ago guess what it's five years later and i've had a major change of mind Fair enough. Hey, you guys, we're in our early teens. <laughs> we're just. Um, I had I had a show at the Haha ha last night. I was on someone else's show. Wow. What do you, what's a wow? What's the wow for? Um. The Haha ha Club for twenty five years has yeah. been a place that I've avoided. So for you to okay. go up at the Haha ha Club. It fills me with jealousy. There's part of me that's like, <laughs> oh, there's oh. so many emotions. Yeah. <laughs> How so articulate many. she is with her emotions. Here we go. Right. Here we go. I, I told you I was in my tweens. I've got words. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I'm ready. 
I'm ready. Uh, I am I. It, should I should I start sending in my avails? The chateau guy asked me for my avails. The chat. Okay, so the chateau is almost directly across the street from the haha. This is yeah. It uh, used to be a restaurant that was called the French Chateau that I ate at because it was next to my last day job. Oh, anyway. okay. Yeah. Well, uh, were you at the car dealership? What was your last day job? Were you a car salesman? <laughs> no, that took up too much energy. I was never in sales because I always wanted to save that energy for the stage. That's uh, not how Zig Ziglar does it. No, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I did. Uh, I uh, was uh, an idiot monkey for the closed captioning company. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't even caption. I literally just logged in tapes and digitized things. Anyway, that's how long ago it was. Anyway, go ahead. Well, I'll be applying there very soon. So give me their number. <laughs> um, but uh, the Comedy Chateau has a cute little sign out now that says Comedy Chateau in a cute little font. Mm-hmm. I think it might be Helvetica, uh, having watched yeah. the Helvetica documentary in the last six months. Um, but anyway, the haha is is almost directly across the street, maybe like one street up, you know, yeah. a, a small block up. And uh, so I haven't been there in a while. It can't. Uh, my feeling is sometimes when shows run super late or something, it's, it, there's always been a feeling of like uh, you could get there and be told a spot time and then it would be up to an hour off. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah, all the very time. Very much so, but it has so, that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this is a produced show uh, by this comic named Percy. Uh, forgot his last name. Very funny guy. And he went up and killed. He brought in. It had a great crowd. And it was a fun room, fun little set. And I was, I was like, I, God, why don't I put in here? Yeah. Every time I'm there, I actually think that I just kind of, uh, I think because of COVID too, like if, if there's anything where I, I felt like a room was sloppy with COVID and some, let's face it, a lot of comedy clubs have been sloppy with it. Some have been great and ch- strict and checking things and others are just like, as soon as the audience would walk in, even during the mask mandate, everything's off. And it's just like, all right, well, I'll just wait until COVID dies down before I spend time here with these aerosols. I I have a friend of mine who's even more, who my friend Maureen is like, I can't, I can't, I still am not cool with traveling. She won't travel. And I was like, all right, do whatever you feel good about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm okay with traveling. I just, you know, and it's, it's obviously less effective if everyone's not masked, but I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I can for myself. Yeah, exactly. You got to do that. That's, Cause I got that thing, Jackie. Remember that? I thing? remember that thing, that thing where, where you're made more aware than others. <laughs> well, that oh. wasn't even it. I, I think it's cause I, I was on, I'm on blood thinner or I have an aneurysm, right? But here's the thing. I'm on blood thinner. Like the real problem is people who don't know they have an aneurysm and they get COVID and it, they get a blood clot cause it, it, it causes blood clots. Like with me, it's, I'm actually might be in better shape because I got the heads up a couple of years ago that I need to fucking watch this shit. My dad know. has this aneurysm oh. and he gets it checked every six months. And the yeah. heart, heart doctor, it's too close to, they can't operate. Oh, they, they can't fix it. And he, they're like, it's a ticking time bomb. Stop, lo- stop looking at it. And he's like, well, how is that helpful? he's like yeah it's slightly bigger it's slightly bigger it's slightly bigger and uh i was like yeah that's a drag and he goes yeah 
And then he talks about something else. So it's not they as can't, They can't put a stent in it? It's too close to the actual heart? Close to, yeah, it's too close oh. to stuff. Yeah, they can't. How about just some tape or something? Just, we just tape. to reinforce It's Wisconsin. Yeah. I don't understand why they don't just <laughs> try to get in there with a cheese curd and a, a, and a, sure. and a lathe. I don't know. A lathe. <laughs> I but, don't know what a lathe is, but uh, isn't that something like they use a pottery yeah. thing? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I guess it's not pottery. It's it's a a sow. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. It's, rot- it's a rotating thing. Right. Yeah. I did well in woodshop. I'm trying to show Here's, it. it wait, it was. Wait, I was right, Kyle, and Jackie was wrong, Everybody even though she right. used the reference. Everyone... I'm saying everyone was right. Oh, okay. The worst there, there are people. Dang it! And, <laughs> and people are yelling at their iPods right now. iPods? Going, oh Who's on an yeah. iPod? Everyone, everyone who's listening to this is on oh their iPod yelling, going, <laughs> "It's a lathe." I don't understand. You don't have one in your garage. So. <laughs> um. Yeah. So anyway, that was a fun show, and uh, no show tonight. I leave tomorrow. There's been uh, lots of last-minute drama. Uh, but, but it's all coming together? Is it coming it has together? been resolved. Uh, lots of appliances are breaking. Um, and well, uh, just like shit that I'm like, oh, I, I, I do need to get this fixed, but it's all breaking this week. It's kind of weird. Right. Um, I'm, at my, uh, I'm, I'm at Andy's mom's, and the appliance guy is coming tomorrow because uh, she sold her house within – a 24 hours, four offers. I'm so excited for her. Yeah. Was and, she shocked uh, by the amount? She was. It's still not that much money, but that's because it's rural California. Yeah. And, um, but it is great. She was psyched, obviously. How long had um, she lived there? Seven years. Uh, and then 15 years in Lindsay, the next town down. And as I've said, for the last seven years, I can't believe Exeter, California, has been here the whole time, and we've been hanging out in Lindsay. So, because <laughs> Lindsay is dumb, and Porterville is even dumber. Uh, Exeter is adorable, and Visalia is kind of cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the it's like a line in the sand of of dum dums, and uh, and and standing there is Devin Nunez farting into porterville so <laughs> yeah anyway yeah. they're all they're they're all pretty i'm gonna take the american flag and put another color line in it or turn one of them into a gun so they're a bunch of banana heads up here anyway but uh yeah but whatever the uh i'm just you know we're all just plugging along trying not to be killed and um yeah i mean we're still this is going to go up in a couple of weeks, but we're still a couple of days out from the uh, Texas uh, elementary massacre. school massacre. So yeah. it's still just like, what the, f- like every, every, every day are new horrific details about the incompetence that allowed all these people to be killed. On the anniversary people. of George Floyd, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so all very, very dark, very sad. Yeah. Um, Biden, like he signed some police reform, like, you know, I don't know. You could have done it a year ago. Did you, we had to wait to the two year anniversary. Uh, is that so, is that, is that uh, so powerful that it has to be delayed a year or six months or whatever? How about yes. once you fucking figure it out, you sign it and you don't have to worry about well, there. Anniversary, the, it is. Is it an executive decision? Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing about Joe Biden and executive decisions. 
he is, of course, for the last two years, been shoveling sand against the ocean, right? And I have this opinion whether or not it's, I mean, I don't know, right? But mm -hmm. uh, because the three things that he could sign into executive order right now would be about AR-15s, uh, student loan debt, and abortion. He could, just, he could just make them into law with executive decisions. Oh, I think or, they could be easily overturned, right? As as all, I mean, he spent the first week overturning Knobjobs' yeah. executive orders, Some right? Them, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. So, but he spent a week doing that, and um, the. But if he did those three things: abortion, gun control, and student loans, I believe that he thinks that it will uh, hot up the civil war. But uh, as Cindy Campanero said to me when I told her that, she said, let it burn. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. All right. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I, I don't know about the gun control and the um, abortion with an executive order, but but according to Elizabeth Warren, who I do trust, you could do it with, with the debt because that's uh, – that's just a yeah. federal interest rate. That's ridiculous. Yeah, she uh, and she would know, and mm -hmm. he could probably get away with that, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I don't know. No new comedy controversies because the uh, uh -huh, Ricky Gervais released a special yeah. that morning. What was it? <laughs> yeah, what was that? <laughs> There was a big backlash against Ricky Gervais. There was, and then 21 people were shot to death and everyone forgot about it. But for like right. a couple hours, uh, he... <laughs> The world hated Ricky Gervais again. Yeah, like he loves it. He, he must just love it, you know? Yeah. He he has a new special on Netflix, and there's, you know, some pretty, like, oh, grade school-level uh, jokes about trans women. And uh, they're never that mad at trans men, though. Hmm, interesting. But Weird. they are very upset with trans women for existing. It's and, because uh, it's because they feel tricked into being attracted to these women. Of course. Well, and maybe. But trans, yeah. but trans men, they're like, well, why wouldn't she want to be a man? Yeah, of course. We know that <laughs> we, we know all the advantages. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> At least 20 cents an hour, something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was a that was a big thing for a little bit. And then the news just got horrific. But um, it's, it's funny because, OK, I was. Are you, yeah, go, go, go. Uh, well, I was just going to throw myself under the bus and, and announce to the world that, again, I've gotten two people mixed up. And they are two entirely different people so incredibly. Guess who I mix up with Ricky Gervais? Brand? Eddie, Eddie Izzard. Oh, no. I know. It doesn't, what on it doesn't earth? Any, I know. I know. I have that face thing. Or I've just always been this dumb. We don't know. We, we may never know, Laurie, why I no, get those mixed up. No, you can't blame this on a face thing. They don't look anything alike. I mean, they're both British. That's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's why they call sweaters jumpers. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. Guy. No, they aren't. Wow. Anyway, yeah, well, I'm wrong. Eddie, Eddie is a woman. But yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, Jackie, we're all, we're all learning at our own paces. That's it. That's cool. That's and, fine. And you know what? They're stopping and starting and starting and stopping, and there's some stutters. So sure. welcome to welcome to, to today. Welcome to Cation Land. Cation, a day in the life of Jackie Cation. <laughs> this day, not my finest day. It turns out. Okay, so. but here's my point. So 
So, uh, so then I started uh, just Googling Ricky. You know, I love to dive in and read all the comments. I'm always obsessed with stuff. So there's uh, a lot of British comics have material about Ricky Gervais uh, (laughs) or his material. It's kind of like, it's, it's, it's Stuart Lee does. Stuart Lee, uh, obviously, uh, James Alcaster, who's sort of kind of famous now, is doing a bit as as a sort of edgelord comic. And then there's this guy named Nish. I forgot his last name. He has he has a chunk about uh, Gervais as well. And it's and it's funny. It ends on a really funny. It's kind of ranty, but ends on a funny, funny line. And but I was just thinking, like, this is just self-generating content like how i i thought comics were supposed to go here here's my life and here let me talk about it and that's why it takes a lot of us five years to write an album because we have to live a little bit but if if you're gonna go i'm just gonna talk about other people's acts is part of your act i mean you can write 30 minutes in in 30 minutes <laughs> right well i mean but if you historically there are the comics who talk about other famous people yes right right so so maybe it's just bled off of that and no com- uh, comedy got too successful and comedians got so famous that now other comedians look at them as news stories to potentially talk about do you think that andy kindler is going to just sue them all because <laughs> he has been the meta comic of meta comics. True. Uh, the JFL, you know, mm-hmm. state of the state of the industry. Yeah. 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 Every but year. I read, um, Stuart Lee wrote a piece for the guardian, like three years ago about Ricky Gervais. It's like <laughs> this ongoing hatred and they just, they, they, it's a fire. They, they all keep, uh, they keep lighting and relighting and, and adding kerosene to it. It's, it's uh, I don't know, but Stuart Lee's so funny. How can you mind? You know? No, no. Uh, he, James Corden was talking about how much he likes Stuart Lee and Stuart Lee did a bit about how it was not reciprocated. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm afraid to compliment Stuart Lee, but I will. I, I he makes he's so funny. He's, he's so genuinely, genuinely, really, really funny, and he's just a snob, is what he is. But so is Andy Kindler, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. I love them both with the power of yeah. the sun. And I am not. I am. I am just a big, you know. I think there's part of me that's a snob. I can be a snob. Yeah, I, 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 I aspire. He- no, but I mean, you have taste and you go, these are the things I want to talk about. So, so that's being a snob as well. It's like your, it's your taste or comedy taste, Yeah, you know, and there's, and there's plenty of comics that who I like off stage and then on stage, I can't even like, I'll, I'll, I'll save you the embarrassment and leave the room. <laughs> so I don't have to see what you, what you're doing on stage. But you're, just- this is so interesting to me because traditionally I have never been able to hang out with comics that I did not think were funny on stage. And so like, I've been avoiding some people for decades and um, like, Oh, there's, you're missing out on some really nice hacks. You really are. I know. And it used to be, I remember in the nineties in the eighties and nineties, the worst thing you, the, if the first thing you said about a guy was he's a really nice guy. You're like, yeah. Oh, that means he isn't funny. Yeah. And, uh, and so but now, I mean, because things have changed enough, there are plenty of really funny, nice, genuinely kind, decent people. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to stick with it. I'm still not going to hang out with the douches that uh, aren't funny. 
because uh, there's it's two for two. Well, I mean, uh, it's not I, nobody's nice I'm, enough I'm not, to make I'm me not, hang out with them. I'm not going to brunch with people. I'm just saying you're, when you're sitting at a club waiting for your spot in the green room, you can make conversation or not. You'll barely yeah. come to brunch with me. So uh, brunch is not a good barometer. I've been to I'm many saying. brunches. But, um, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I have a bunch of sets uh, this weekend I'm psyched about. Yay. I just picked up a Sunday at the West Side. Cool. And, um and we have to figure out, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm getting offered sets, but I'm like, I don't know when Your schedule. this is really happening. Like, right. are we going to bring this? Uh... <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> are oh, we my God. Cross-stitched ah, eagle. Are we bringing it's that? It's a cross-stitch? Yeah. Oh, man. Now you have to. Yeah, I thought it was a painting. Oh, no. Handmade. Handmade. Oh, my God. Priceless. Yeah, or <laughs> without value. Uh, it's so funny. <laughs> Chris, Andy's mom, was just explaining to her nephew. She's like, I don't know what to do with some of this stuff. And then I asked Jackie, and she goes, throw it away. And uh, so that is my go-to. My go-to is Goodwill would enjoy these items. And Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I say with this cross-stitch, don't forget to sign it, and then I'll bring it to Goodwill. Somebody would love that cross stitch. It's a bald eagle. It's it is, and in the, it the Central Valley of California. I mean, huge, my God, huge. there's a store in downtown Exeter that sells bronzes of like jaguars and bears, oh <laughs> and they're on the street corners. And uh, and there is one decent coffee shop in this town, and it closes at one p.m. every day. And the last three days, I've been like. At 1.15, I'm like, I'm going to go get, oh. otherwise I have to drive 10 miles to the nearest Starbucks. Jackie, so, what, why are you drinking coffee at 1.15 in the afternoon? My God. Uh, I'm drinking coffee at 4.30 in the afternoon. I'm Good drinking, Lord. I'm like, I enjoy coffee. A lot of people like to microdose. I like to microdose <laughs> coffee. <laughs> so... Hmm. Where are we at here, Kyle? Probably. Well, I was just about to say 30. I say okay. we take a break. Hi, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. And the three of us host The Flop House. It's a podcast where we watch a new bad movie and then we talk about it. Dan, you say it's hosted by the three of us. We've had a lot of great guest co-hosts like Gillian Flynn, Jamel Bowie, John Hodgman, Jessica Williams, Wyatt Cenac, Joe Bob Briggs, Josh Gondelman, Roman Mars. Yeah, and you said new movies. But what about the time we did Meatballs 2? Okay, okay. Yeah, sometimes we do older movies and sometimes we have guests, but mostly it's about us talking about like recent bad movies. And don't forget about the ones where I made you do a role-playing game where you played cartoon dogs. All right. Yeah, but... Shouldn't a promo be a really simple explanation about what our show's about? So, what's the show about, Dan? What's it about? <laughs> what's it about? It's about friendship, all right? It's about our friendship and how we love each other. The Flophouse. It's a podcast mostly about bad movies on Maximum Fun. Okay, guys, you've probably heard about microdosing. If you search around a bit on the internet, you'll find all sorts of people are microdosing to feel healthier and perform better. Our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Microdose and the concept of microdosing is commonly associated with psychedelics, wellness, performance enhancement, and creativity. Benefits include creative boosts, enjoying the moment, I guess being in the present, right? Sleep, 
uh, reduction in pain, reduction in anxiety, and uh, reduction of pain after a workout. It helps you recover a little bit better. Uh, microdoses are is available uh, nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, just do a quick search online or go to microdose.com. Use our code Jackie Laurie to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but that's microdose.com and the code is Jackie Laurie and start feeling a little bit better. And let's do that comic of the week. Oh, our comic of the week. I just worked with her at uh, Comedy Magic Club. Angel Gaines, hilarious, very funny. Awesome. I ran out to watch her set. She's very funny. And then I ran back to, uh, you know, go over my shit. I was like, good. Oh, awesome. She's good. Check her off. Uh, I think she's LA based angel Gaines, and her, uh, her at is, um, at the angel Gaines. Uh, and it's a G A I N E S. Yep. And angel, just like, um, the word you know, angel, the things that don't exist. Oh, um, come on. There's an angel on your shoulder and there's a devil on the other shoulder and they're talking to you. I've been alone for a long time. Oh my God. And that's not true. I've been hanging out with Chris, but I have been, I've done stand up now in two, three nights. I don't approve. Yeah, that's enough to make you crazy. Makes me a little twitchy. Yeah. This I just found this item while cleaning things. We don't know what it is. I think it's a massager. Um, yeah, that's a ver that's like a, it is a massager. It's also kind of like a, <laughs> try me. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to best case scenario. That's a massager, Jackie. Worst case, you're, you're fingering your mother-in-law's vibrator. <laughs> oh, it takes batteries. So looks like triple A's though. Who's got those sitting around? Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Sure. I, I am nothing if not a conversationalist right now. I uh, uh, <laughs> One of my so-called neighbors oh, yeah. called the cops because my car was a little bit in the red in a, in a curb. Instead and, of just saying to themselves, hooray, this gives me a six inches more to park in front of her. Exactly. Thank you. Right. I'm like, fuck it. I'll, I'll take both spaces then from now on. If I have, I don't have, if I, I'm trying to be polite so that the other people that pick up their kids around the school at school time, they have yeah. a place to park. So I remember how impossible it is to fucking park in a neighborhood while you're trying to get your kid, but okay. Right. I'll take up both, both sides then, I guess, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I think it's because of my abortion is healthcare sign. That's in the front of the house. And oh. guess what? When I get back, that sign's going to get a lot fucking bigger, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Okay. Because abortion is health care. Thank That's you. That's all it is. That's all yeah. it is. It's nothing else but that. So calm the fuck down. Uh, it's not the end of the goddamn world. Talk to George Carlin in his later years. He wants to burn you alive when you're an adult <laughs> in a natural, in a natural oh God. Natural disaster. He wants you to slip, slip and slide into a a battle lava. Yeah, um, yeah. I was watching uh, the idiot. Okay, so Rick Steves. There's a PBS show, Rick Steves Europe or something. Yeah. Uh, there's a a British version called Rick Stein, who, as far as I'm concerned, is Rick Steve with a British accent, and he does a show called Long Weekends, and he flies somewhere and he eats their food, and he is British. And he oh, it sounds like heaven. And it's is, all little places in Europe there that are all yeah. pl- just like an hour flight from London. Oh. Yes, so he flies to like uh, he, he flies to 
It might be two hours. Sometimes he flies to Berlin. He flies to Reykjavik. He flies to Paris. He flies or the South of France. That's the and, life I want to live, Jackie. Right. Well, who doesn't? He gets to live that life. And he is hilariously. Talk about um, the stopping and starting of the learning experience. The guy's probably 70. And yeah. he often very nice and very funny and very interesting and occasionally completely out of his goddamn mind. So I watched an episode where he's in India and he was explaining to someone, uh, someone from India, uh, that colonization was the reason they had potatoes. So colonization was good and they would never have had potatoes if uh, there had been colonization because they came from Peru. And then that person said, there still would have been trade, Rick. Uh, We didn't have to have colonization. Wow. um, But other than that... Where did those potatoes come from that Britain was trading to India? Were they... Did they come from Ireland? They did not. They come from our ancestors? They came from Peru to Ireland, and then then from... Yeah, but then when they were colonizing India, that's more the time that they were also starving the Irish, or... Pre- or you oh, know, they were right, prepping right, because to. they were running out of prepping to colonize. <laughs> yes, and they they were slapping the food out of the baby Irish babies. Yes, yeah, to give it to the Indians. What's happening? Mm-hmm. Okay, but um, I want to do a lot more stand-up comedy. Uh, Laurie is what I'd like to say out loud. So I'd like to go to certain places. Um, I sent off uh, emails asking if I could come back to the Creek and Cave in Vermont because I'm due. And um, and they both said yes. And then it's been several days and no one has given me dates. Right. So uh, it is it is the day before Memorial Day weekend right now. And people just may not be working this weekend. But I would like instant gratification when I have asked and been accepted. (laughs) (laughs) So and um, and I, you know, there's things I want to do. I want to I got jokes I want to write and there's no way to write them unless I'm on stage. Because yeah. that's how I write. I don't write in front of a computer. Tap it, a tap, tap. It's not happening. Uh, though I wish it did to some extent. I don't. I don't write from my act that way. I mean, nope. if I'm transcribing a, a notebook that I'm done with, mm-hmm. I obviously will be typing. But otherwise, it's just ideas I think of and I run to my little notebook and write yep. them down by moleskin. Right, right. It's, sure. it's all bullet points and mm-hmm. half a half a sentence. And, um, and then I put a star next to it if I want to work on it sometimes. Oh, there's a glimpse. I'm boring myself. Someone else tell a story. Um, well, let's see. <laughs> I, um, so I found out somebody's, <laughs> this is terrible for the podcast, but this comic, uh, hold on is a, uh, or was a, uh, a, um, Barack Obama was born in Kenya, birth certificate truther, apparently. I had, wow. I had lunch with some friends who worked with them and th- they let that fly in some really? kind of conversation. Yeah. And yet that um, person seems like a Rhodes scholar. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's, that, that's a comic that I met and I'm distantly polite to when I run into them. Bing, exactly. Distantly polite. Yeah. Um, so they, they, uh, yeah. yeah. That's all I can do with that person. 
you know um, what? Sometimes that's all you can do with some of these people. And that's good enough. I mean, we can't be buddies with every fucking comic. I, I, I draw the line at sex offenders. I don't want to, oh, right. I don't want to hang out. If you're, if you're a bad comic, but nice off stage, well, you know, you're pleasing <laughs> your fans, your fans like you, I guess I can't, it's none of my business. You know, that uh, Frank kind of, Frank kind of for the TV show, Sabrina. Oh, okay. Sitcom Sabrina. And uh, when he was writing for Sabrina, he used to do this bit about, he was like, I never know how to talk to people about it. And I usually end up saying, People like it, <laughs> and uh, and that's uh, your attitude towards some comedians. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, people really like Sabrina because Caroline Ray still gets recognized for it, um, which and is on still stage. gets work. I think, yeah. yeah, yeah, and almost has to address it. You know, right, right. Interesting. Um, She's. I get guess. I get her mixed up. And this oh, is no. dumb. Oh, because no. Because I, <laughs> I, and they're both perfectly nice. And I've met them both, as opposed to Ricky Gervais and Eddie Isner. Uh, Caroline Ray and uh, Kirsten Dunst. Oh, my God. Jack, and please, can I just encourage you, just only do this with white comics, if you're telling me who you mix up. Please, oh, let's my keep gosh. it with white comics. Winter Spears. Hi, Winter. She oh, my God. Uh, she happening? does a joke. She does a joke about how uh, uh, how, how uh, somebody, somebody white at work yeah. gets these two. She's like, if you think that... You know, somebody played Black Panther, and that's the same person who was God. And you know, if you're getting these actors mixed up, you there might be some trouble. And um, I think we've established that there's definitely some trouble in my mind. It might just be self-absorption. Like I, I can't. Like when I run into Caroline Ray, I know it's Caroline Ray. Mm-hmm. And it isn't Kirsten Dunst. It's Kirsten Johnston. Johnson, or who was in third, so you, you, third Rock from the Sun? Christ, Kristen Johnson. Kristen Johnson. Yes, and okay. Kirsten Dunst. Are who, two different now friends. you've mixed up their names in your story about mixing them up with Caroline Ray. It's a clock eater, though, huh? Come on. we got to be at 45 minutes. <laughs> 39. Um, oh, my oh, shit. God. <laughs> my apologies. Uh, whatever you call yourselves, people who listen to the Jackie and Laurie show. Fans? Oh, yeah. I mean, Marin starts out, what the fuckers, what the fuck nots. I mean, he create. I can't, he amazingly created uh, a, a community that is not all right. That yeah. is not like scary and all that kind of shit. And he has, he has, I mean, it's really incredible the career he made for himself after mm-hmm. the age of 45. It's just yeah. amazing. Yeah. With, and, and- with his personality. <laughs> and I love him. <laughs> but he is he is a prickly pear at times and even still he was able to you know make something happen which is a right. testament to his uh, hard work and his talent as a broadcaster which is very different from his talent as a comic you know wow this is this should be his bio because <laughs> he is yeah there's there's one of my favorite Mark Barron stories is in probably 99, 1999, he came up to me at the improv and we're both standing there looking at the lineup and he goes, Cation, why don't you like me? That was his first podcast. <laughs> he just wasn't recording it. <laughs> and I said, you don't like me. And he goes, I like you. And I said, 
and I really like you. And, <laughs> and then we ignored each other for another three years. Sure. And, we, and that was fine, right? I mean, the thing is, is we would be friends if we hung out a lot, but neither one of us wants to make that effort. And I think that that's, <laughs> that's, that's okay. But I mean, but okay. also, like, uh, there, there's a certain time in your comedy career you're going to hang out and make friends and spend extra time with those people. And then you're like, uh, I got to peel, you know, I have other, th- I have other things now. I got a family right. and you- uh, I want to get home to, to people that love me. And so right. I'm not going to, yeah. Maria Bamford lives 35, 40 minutes from me. You know, mm-hmm. I barely get to see her and hang right. out and, um, and I'm not working the road with her this year. And, um, so I don't know when we will hang out. She did drive to buy my house to go to a diner by my house. And we had lunch. Uh, I think it was last week, which was very nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. There you go. Well, and then, uh, I, and uh... she just called me weird. Wow. She, she you know what? I think she's a jealous best friend. This is the second <laughs> podcast in a row where she's called to interrupt and go, hi, Jackie, I'm your best friend. Who are you talking to? Why? We're a house on that side. <laughs> oh my God. Whereas I really, I just kind of want to do it. <laughs> I do too. Like yeah. for, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's like a, it's an alt Jackie and Lori show right. for an alt world. It'll be an alt left uh, and how how much more upbeat and pleasant would it be to listen to? I mean, <laughs> right? Don't you think? Fun in that though. <laughs> uh, right. Well, it's uh, we could it could be it could be whatever it is. I I think that they'd be willing to do it. They mentioned it back in the day when we first started. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I think. Yeah, so I'm doing a dork for us tomorrow with uh, Sh- Shelly, who owns the Siren in Portland. Oh, okay. I'm doing a dork for us. She's going to be talking documentaries about cults. That's her dorkdom. That'll be super fun. And then Saturday. Will it? I, yep, I promise. And or then, informative. More informative than fun. If anyone. Oh, no, it'll be fun. Because I okay. don't know anything about documentaries, and I'm going to probably think that Shelley Long is in them, right? I mean, I'm just going to pull some. Yeah, Shelley Berman, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are the only two Shelley. Oh, Shelley Winters. Remember Shelley Winters? <laughs> Barely. Yes, she was Winters. such a great guest on The Tonight Show. She was really funny with Carson. She was, like, overshared and all this kind of stuff. And because um, she had, like, she, when she was young, she was really gorgeous, really hot okay. and then she got older and she put on some weight and she just sort of embraced the new like there was a ton of fat jokes about her of course yep. uh in that time but she kind of went with it and was a great guest and i think had like a great you know post-menopause career where right. you know others you know her contemporaries marilyn monroe of course didn't even get to post-menopause but uh yeah she was awesome but i'm sorry yeah, yeah. Shelly's. Shelly's. And uh, so next week I'm doing a benefit with um, some sort of, uh, I'm doing a Planned Parenthood benefit on Thursday. Mm. Um, and then I'm doing some sort of other benefit on Saturday. And I'm looking forward to, uh... oh, and then Lady to Lady. I'm doing a Zoom show for Lady to Lady on uh, mm-hmm. a week from Sunday, June 5th. And, uh, and that should be fun. And then I'm going to do the Barkley for Vance on June 8th and then flappers on June 9th. Okay. So, All right. I got dates too, Jackie, if that's what we're your, doing. 
Well, it's true. Uh, right. When, because uh, this will go up. Well, why don't we, why don't we take a break and then you tell us where you're going to be. Okay. Do you sometimes wonder whatever happened to the kids at your school who really loved Star Trek? You might remember a kid like me, the one who read the Star Trek novels and built Starship models. I also took music classes to avoid taking gym classes that required showering after, but I don't see what that really has to do with- Or a kid like me. I introduced myself to kids at my summer camp one year as Wesley. But when the school year started and some of those kids were in my new class, I actually had to explain to my friends that I had tried to take on the identity of my favorite Star Trek character. The shame haunts me to this day. I'm sure some of those Star Trek fans from your childhood grew up to have interesting and productive lives, but we ended up being podcasters. On The Greatest Discovery, you'll hear what happens to two lifelong Star Trek fans who didn't grow up to be great people. They just grew up to be people who love jokes as much as they love Trek. So listen to our new episodes every week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. All right, June 14th, 15th, 16th, and June 22nd, I'm opening for Gary Goleman at Largo in Los Angeles, which is uh, an incredible show. So come out to that if you can. And then uh, June 25th, I'm in Ventura at a comedy festival. Um, And then in July uh, 7th uh, 7th through 9th, I'm at uh, Go Bananas in Cincinnati, or the 7th through the 8th. It's, I think it's a Friday, Saturday. Or Did you get that you know flight? What? I'll double check. I haven't bought the plane ticket yet. I can't bear to even look at it. I, I Part of me is like, maybe prices will go down a little bit. But at the, at the last I looked, it was close to $1,000 to fly to Cincinnati. And... <sighs> You know, you know what money we make. This that isn't. It's it's ridiculous. It's not, yeah, it's almost like almost cancelable. You know, but oh yeah, oh yeah. It was. I think Carmen um, had to push a Looney Bin gig in a Little Rock because it was thirteen hundred dollars to get to Little Rock. What the fuck? Yeah, she was like, I can't uh, face it. I can't. Um, yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's a loony bin, so a loony bin, God knows what the loony bin pays. Right. Um, so um, so that I'm going to uh, I'm going to Denver, which I already bought the plane tickets for immediately Good. as soon as before the ink was before the the yeah, metaphorical yeah. digital ink was dry. Yeah. Uh, Bruce is like, you open for these dates? Yes, and I have plane tickets already. Um, but uh, in Denver at the Comedy Works, uh, mm-hmm. July twenty through 22 i think and then i'll be at montreal uh july 25th through through july 31st um, nice and there's a lot of cool acts at montreal this year uh yeah. i'm gonna try to see a bunch of shows i think you know uh as soon as you told me you were going to montreal i emailed tj and i was like hey can i go to montreal because that's what i'm like and he said i'm talking to him right now and then radio silence so uh i don't know that i I love montreal but since i've been watching murdoch's mysteries i'm all about toronto i just want to keep going back to toronto um yeah i love Mm -hmm. toronto it's great uh it's it's lovely i i I was just there and i'm just always um i mean i understand you reach a certain level of success in canada and you can't go any further so you just stay there and try to work it but um also, my God, it's, uh, can you imagine coming here to and raising kids here when you could be in Canada where there's no shootings and there's health care? And I, I just can't fathom it. But right. 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 I, 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 don't, I don't know how to do 
I really have to recommit to the Zoom shows, quite honestly, because maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll just do a, a boat ton of Zoom shows here in my twilight years and somehow oh. figure out a way uh, to uh, I know. I mean, you know, my rush ticks, I ended up, you know, you, you split the, it, it's yeah. 50% to them, 50 to you. So I made like a little, like 700-ish, you know, okay. for a Saturday night. That was okay. You yeah. Know? I wish the rush ticks was the next weekend because it was the day before the uh, MSNB thing. See, thing. Oh, but can right, you right. imagine if it had been the, like the Saturday after? I, I don't care if you hate buy a ticket and come to heckle me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Yeah, ticket. as long as they're not actually in the room with you, hate buy a ticket because yeah. then you can mute them. You can kick them out. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's nuts. I'm hoping. Um, yeah, I'm just. I haven't bought to... my Montreal ticket yet. Oh I, Christ! I, 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 it's just. Uh, I mean, I should because all the uh, comics are all buying their tickets, so the planes are actually filling up. What am I doing? I should log off this. Right. right now and and book some stuff well i was asked to do just sort of one night in austin uh for sort of a you know jt um he's booking sort of a a, a weekend festival in austin and he jt to, uh ha- oh haverstadt yes 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 thank okay. you uh i'm just gonna uh alienate everyone haberdashy that's what i was gonna do it's the word for hat <laughs> um so uh, he's a milliner, but uh, so the, the <laughs> you remembered thing. the word milliner, and you you can't you can't you you and you can't remember that Eddie Izzard is not Ricky Gervais. Eddie Interesting, Jackie. Yes, <laughs> I know. I have uh, I have my head up my ass, but I can remember that. But the um, I really want to do it, but I don't want Rebecca at um, the Creek who is talking about booking me. I hope she's okay with it because it's one night. It's just a Thursday in October. I can't imagine she'd care, but she might. She might care, and um, and so I have maybe right. So I had teach. I, I want to teach you to ask her that, and so I. This is the greatest minutia of how much I'm trying to fill my calendar right now. I yeah. hope you're enjoying it, Jackie and Lori listeners, and give yourself a shortened name. Uh, (laughs) it's uh are you cash kills or you kill caches what are you come Mm. up with a name how Um, about jack lowe's uh jackalo jackalo jack lowe's jack lowe's more jacks more jacks um (laughs) wow the factions (laughs) <laughs> those jacks and jack loves oh my god how about just factions the fa- I, I like the idea of <laughs> make themselves into factions um where are we at here kyle i'm sorry yeah. to be so wait desperate. you were we you were just about to talk about minutia jackie don't ask what time yeah. it is when you have another story to tell eat that clock eat that clock eat that clock <laughs> uh it's it's how much i i really because of three new jokes, I want to go on the road so bad. I want to go up so bad. Right. I don't have other conversation. I am made of bees. And those bees all want to get on stage and tell jokes. So um, whether it's on Zoom or at Ventura Comedy Club, no. Or at the HaHa Club, again. I don't know what you're asking right now. You just told me you're made of bees and you want spots. And then you listed two clubs you don't want to perform at. 
I know it, right? I just thought I'd light my career on fire. Gotta get you out of the Central Valley. This is not good for you. (laughs) Just making mistake after mistake. I know it. There's trouble. It's, uh... Wow, you're screwing and unscrewing a vibrator. Some sort of vibrator. Mm -hmm. What is this? Look at this guy, huh? There's just stuff sitting around. It's show and tell. Welcome. So, Um, uh, yeah, my son has, like, uh, piles and piles of... Uh, unturned in homework, which affected his grades. But um, uh, I'm like, you just got to throw this away. You can't keep this shit. And he's like, but nostalgia. I'm like, you're not going to want your old math homework. Please throw it away. It's a fire hazard. Uh huh. I think he's so much like my dad sometimes. Like he just keeps everything, you know? Yeah, there's no room. There's no room for it. Um, yeah, we've got, there's, there's, there's at least... Uh, Four of that, there's four of that size television and one that's twice as big. Ooh, so, so the twice as big one are you taking? Yeah, that's we're like taking. Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, you could put six. one out, hang one outside, and then you yeah, guys yeah. could like a movie night outside in the summertime. Could do. Yeah, that's true. With a Chromecast. We do that. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it a big one, like a sixty-five inch, or is it just? Uh, 50, no, it's like a, it's like a, like a, like a, it's like it's like a forty-seven. Yeah. yeah. But when it's, it's yeah, it's pitch black out. You know, it, it'll just pop, and you can watch movies at eleven a. Oh, you know what? That would be a good thing to uh, annoy my pro-life neighbors. Ooh, yeah. Loud are, movies. What we should do is have a show, just a pro-life <gasps> show in your backyard. Oh my god, that's a great idea. Yeah, it's a. Uh, do you know why I knew, I knew that? Because Ruth sent me. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know what that, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Turns out, like, that gal probably shouldn't have stepped down, but uh, during the Obama administration. But that's okay. Hey, she's gone, and she did what she could. Right, and she gets um, to die. Anyway. Yeah, uh, that's a good idea. We have a live Jackie and Laurie at Flappers on January, or July 11th. Monday, right. July 11th. So come for that. We'll be booking it soon. I have, it's a week uh, before our birthdays, a week and a half before our birthdays. Yeah. And uh, feel free to bring us presents. Oh, did you ask people already? No, I will. But we should ask her because she's doing she's doing an hour in Montreal. So I think uh, she'll probably she'll probably want a spot, maybe. I just want to come and watch that. I know. I know. I'm saying there's so many good shows to watch. Uh, we should be yeah, able to Amani. Uh, yeah, John Mulaney's doing his show up there. Um, there uh, Annie Gatsby's doing it. Uh, no, I think she's doing a gala. There's so many fucking names because apparently it's the 40th anniversary, so they're bringing everybody in. But it's like, how am I going to see all these shows while I'm yeah. possibly doing shows myself? Right, right. I'm mostly writing on Patton's thing, and I think I have a few spots. So it's just, you know, he, he's doing a gala. So it's just like the opening mono and yeah. you know, the pitter-patter between the comedians, I guess. So Okay, so you, you're picking up some works. So that's good. You it's got a week of work. Thing. I know. Yeah. It. But that's that, I think, is... Isn't that how Blank Patch lives his life? He's looking, you know, <laughs> Sully McCullough lives there, his life, looking for writing gigs on, like, the Oscars and the... Um, I'm not in that pack. There is a right, pack right. of... Um, of, of writers for award shows and I'm not, yeah. I'm just not in that group. 
Right, right. Well, she, but I think I you'd be really be. good at that. Yeah, I think I would love to. I'd like. I'd love to write. I like writing jokes. So yeah. that's fun for me. You really and do. You you like writing monologue jokes. You're actually yeah, quite good what, at it. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Just little jokes, though. You know, uh, this whole you know. All the other other stuff you have to come up with for a writing career. It's like, oh, it's back and a da 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 da. It's like, oh, I, yeah, I, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at my sound exchange money today, mm-hmm. and um, it was uh, interesting. It was because there's something called. Did you know this? There's there's so all the webcasting money, yeah. like stuff that all my album that played on on webcasting gets about a half a cent between 0.0343 and 0.0929. Those are the webcasting numbers. What's a webcast? Streaming, I think. I, it is like, I guess it's like streaming, right? Okay. So there's webcasting. There is something called SDARS, S-D-A-R-S. I've seen that. I don't, I don't know what any of those categories mean. I assume I'm being robbed every single month. Right. And uh, I also like that the, w- one of the things that's playing my albums is something called Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Audacity. Yeah. It is an audacity because it's A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's just odd Odyssey. Oh, well, okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you, it's, it's not an abbreviation? It isn't. And, okay. uh, but Sirius XM does two different things. They do direct licensing and they do something called SDARS. Uh, S-D-A-R-S. And the um, the direct licensing is, um, I thought it was 15 bucks a spin. And it doesn't seem to be. But mm-hmm. um, but the, the S-Dars seem to be, like I got like $56 for one track of the Meddler, that, that, that track. The meddler, it's $56, but the meddler just direct, um, the, the direct licensing was, was, how much was that? I feel like this is a customer service call and (laughs) I'm I'm supposed to (laughs) weigh in with how to solve the problem. Well, it was $3 and, uh, I told you all I have is minutia. I'm so sorry. But But listen, let's $54 from the SDAR thing and $3 for the direct licensing thing. Both played on, on Sirius XM. It's we're being we're being scammed on every every possible level. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Devolving into Lady or Lenny Bruce. (laughs) Oh, entirely. Tell me that, everyone. (laughs) You are not wrong. Kyle, what time is it? Uh, But we should probably get out of here. Well, it's uh, and next time. Look forward to me reading the transcripts. (laughs) (laughs) Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.